from the Philadelphia Phillies to the New England Patriots, and everything in between. It's the John and Lebo Show with your hosts, John Sokoloff and Alex Lebowitz. Welcome into the John and Lebo Show. I'm Alex Lebowitz. John, you're out in Ithaca, New York. I'm recording from Andover, Massachusetts. How you doing on this uh, Wednesday afternoon, we'll call it? Doing great. Uh, called uh, Colts last night, and um, yeah, you know, just living, living the dream. Sounds super interesting. All right, uh, let's get let's well, get I right into it. I get from, from from some bleachers. Okay, it was uh, a very small gym. Wells College only has uh, 500 students, and there was no uh, no press box, so we were indeed calling the game from the bleachers. I have to do that for I call games for the USPHL, which is a junior juniors hockey league out here in New England. Uh, it's all it's not only New England; it's across the East Coast and Midwest. Um, and I have to do the same thing out in Tinksboro, Mass. At Skate Three, I call a game literally like amongst the parents. This mic, I can go wherever. Like it's a wireless. Mic, and it's so a it's cool. Hey, can you pass the popcorn over here, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, can, uh, can I get a beer? Oh, wait, on store! Hey, where's my wait? Where's the relish? Where's the relish? <laughs> yeah, Come on. I, thought, I thought I had the relish package. It's, it's mustard. I'm not a mustard guy, um, <laughs> but I digress. Yeah, so I've, I've done the same thing. Um, it's fun though. I mean, it's whatever. If, if, in a small venue, does it really matter? Like you're going to be close yeah. to the court. Like you can call it anywhere. Um, I'd rather be. Hey, you know what? It, it's probably better off that way because the way we do it. Uh, was because uh, you're not calling a game there. Are you calling any more games for the college? By the way, uh, no. That's it. Yeah, that was it. There's only one game left. How did it feel to finish your Ithaca College career calling a game at that dump of a school? It felt great. I thought it was very cinematic. Well, college, I, I, I myself am trash, so if I did it, there, that would. <laughs> so that you would fit. Right, you fit right in. Uh, yeah. yeah. You smell like it. You look like it. Um, and the NFL, the hits are trash. Boom. You like that? Oh Jesus. Yeah, so this past week, the kind of theme was, was were dirty hits. I feel like this has been something that's gone on really the entire season. There's been a lot of chippiness uh, amongst teams. You can go to back a couple of weeks, Akeem Tlaib and, and, and Crabtree, uh, Mike Evans. You talk about Antonio Brown, A.J. Green. Um, a lot of guys have been getting after it and, uh, and, and, and getting a little bit more chippy. Well, I, 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 think, the I think there's a, there's a big difference between – AJ Green, Ramsey, uh, Crabtree, Talib, where those are just straight up fights, where there's a difference between that, which is not like affiliated with the game, but with the Juju Smith Schuster and the Gronk hits, that is a part of the game. Like that is like during the game, like during the play, like that's maybe Gronk's was a second after, but those are two different things. One of which, one category is associated with the football game, the other is associated with it, but that's actually like while they're playing it. Showing how like dangerous it is, you know what I mean? Yeah, I I don't know. I don't think there's an excuse for any of those hits. I, no, there's I, not. Like, absolutely not. I, it is more part of the game, and and I'm I mean honestly, if you're talking about keeping players, you know, healthy or whatever, not being cheap, it's better to see two guys go at it and fight head to head than one guy blindsiding another. Um, I just think that's it's obviously not a good look, but it's if anything, it's probably safer. Um. But it seems like that's, it is, yeah. it's there's it's been a much bigger problem. And in regard to the Gronk thing, there's a lot of uh, I, I, this is one thing I really hate. People who act like the Patriots get special treatment in the NFL, I think that's absolutely absurd. 
I don't know how you could how you can think that still after the whole Deflategate thing, and that was kind of an argument that that kind of came back up last week because uh, Gronk got hit and didn't get ejected, and it was and he only got a one game suspension. If you think that that was worse than what Mike Evans did, harsher penalty than the keep to leave a Michael Crabtree, you're a moron. You're a moron who probably either hates the Patriots um, or and and you're a moron or you're just a moron in general. I uh, think you, that, I think it's apples and oranges with with comparing Gronk to to Mike Gronk was yeah yeah I mean I, I think it's different like continue yeah I no I do too I I I think it was bad is a really bad look he should not have done that he deserves a one game suspension but to say he deserves to be suspended the rest of the year for three games that's so over the top that anyone who says that I'm automatically not going to trust your opinion on football ever again. Uh, and most of the people who did say it, I didn't trust their opinion already. Uh, it's it, it simply like, and a lot of people brought up the race car. Like if he's black, it would be di- like, come on, like, come on. Like, just look at the hit. It was a hit after the whistle. It was everyone a little dirty. Everyone knows in the NFL, if you, if you hit someone in the helmet and get them a concussion, a really bad play, it's a one game suspension. It's bullshit. And look, yeah, obviously it should have been a one-game suspension for Gronk, but I think <clears throat> they're not going to give him more games than anyone else. It's the same category of hit that gets you that one-game suspension, you know? Like that same and, concussion hit directly after a defenseless receiver hit. And, and I heard a take, my, my co-host for calling it, uh, Alex Barth, he, he, he comes up with these weird conspiracy theories. I can't get behind a lot of them. And he said that uh, the NFL would want to suspend him for two games because they don't want him to play in that Pittsburgh Steelers game because they want to even it out. Also, just just not a good take. I, I, I think that it's ridiculous to think that the NFL would be that uh, – do something that concerted, that do something that's, that's that intentional just to even it out when – the reality is it would have been a ludicrous thing to do and it would have been counterproductive. Why why wouldn't you want hit? You're out of game. Concussion hit. You're out of game. Gronk concussion hit. And no more of that 69 nonsense. Yeah. Two games, two games. And we, yeah, we don't want you to play in probably the biggest game of the season for the NFL. Because that's what that Steelers Patriots game is going to be. It's going to be the biggest game of the year, biggest regular season game of the year that decides the one seed in the AFC essentially. Um, So, to, to want to sit him for that would have been absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and it would have made no sense for the NFL in the first place. Uh, but I, I, I just, I think that there's this, there's still this feeling that the NFL favors uh, the Patriots and Tom Brady. I just, the NFL favors the owners and only the owners. They don't favor one team at all. They'll favor whatever the owners want. And we saw that with the flake gate. We've seen that with the Jerry Jones thing. We see that everywhere. There's not one owner who's above the league, uh, and there's not one player who's a situation. Uh, with this Vontaze Burfick, Juju Schuster uh, uh, hit, I didn't feel bad for Burfick, if I'm being completely honest, getting blindsided like that. I think that guy kind of has it coming. Not to say that you should you know, fight fire with fire in that situation, but that guy's delivered dirty hit after dirty hit after dirty hit. And to see him on the receiving end of one, I'm not going to say it's refreshing, but it's kind of it's like poetic justice to to quote a song. Um, I guess I mean it's not like you don't want to see it, but but like the, like there's no like people saying like we should feel bad for it like that that's that's dirty. Like look at the guy who's on the receiving end. Like he's delivered more dirty hits than he's received, and if anything, he had that coming to him in my opinion. 
I mean, that yeah, might be a little controversial. I guess so. But look, th- this is my whole thing on the hits. Like, look, I, I don't care. Juju Smith Schuster's a scumbag. Perfect's a scumbag. Gronk's a scumbag. Whatever. Those hits fucking intentionally concussing people as if the fucking NFL doesn't have enough problems. Here's my thing on all of it. There's been this whole rule thing, I guess. The rule is if you hit someone, you get a one-game suspension. That is just the sole definition of the NFL trying to act like they care and trying to act like they enforce those rules. Well, that's just a slap on the wrist. I think if, what do you want to really, do? if they really want to look out for player safety and they really want to not have those big hits happen because they look awful for the league, look at that awful game on, on Monday, Monday night. It took four hours to play. I know it's a divisional game, but they, they were – this is what I think. I think they should suspend players for hits like that, helmet-to-helmet hits for somewhere between three and five games. That will completely just make players be more cautious and not try to take someone's head off and concuss them. That'll show that the NFL actually not, cares about player they're not, safety. They're not going to do that, though, because, gonna because you're changing. They're going to piss off owners, and big-time players will still have those hits, and if they're suspended for... Nah, not even that. It's not even about the owners, John. John, it's about the fact that the NFL is down. We're, we've seen the peak of what the NFL can do from a financial standpoint, from a rating standpoint. That's over. That's done. I don't think the NFL is ever going to get back to the point where they were at. And I know we're we're in like one of the first down years for the NFL, but it's common sense. People, not on a, more athletes are picking other sports now because of the concussion stuff, and that does play a factor. No one wants to retire at the age of thirty and forget why they that why they walk into a room at the age of thirty five. That and and that's not going to change with any suspension given. If they increase the penalty for these hits, you're just decreasing the product uh pretty much uh you know there's no point in doing that they don't need to do that no one's really there's not that enough of an uproar to have to do that and the players won't get behind it it isn't that part of, the of players what matters won't get behind it but the cte numbers will go down yeah they don't care about that they, if they cared about that they would have done something about it a, a while ago they care about their 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 image they care about ratings ratings would go down if you suspend these big hitters uh more games for these hits and it would essentially all it would alter the way they play the game uh probably for the worst i'm not saying it's a bad idea i think it's a good idea it just won't happen and and i felt honestly it would be dumb for them to do it if they're trying to improve their ratings that that's my whole opinion on it the one game suspension is going to stay where it's at the domestic violence thing—that's one thing. Obviously, that's that's a big PR issue. I don't think enough people care about CTE to to tune out or these big hits. They're going to keep keep watching. People care more about the national anthem, evidently. Um, so, I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to change anything. And just from a, from a public relations standpoint, obviously something has to change. I think that's something you do in the rules and and how you penalize in game, not necessarily how you penalize at a game. Um, if you want to eject the player of that game for doing it, do that instead of uh, suspending him a game or, or three to five games. Because then you also get ahead of it. I think if Gronk was ejected after that hit, he would not be facing a suspension, and there wouldn't be nearly as much backlash. So there is a way that they can change how they handle these situations. Uh, because right now it is it is a little bit of a problem, uh, and it seems like we do have a spike of these 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 big hits and these these hits after the whistle, uh, especially. I mean, yeah, I, I like that they're just not doing anything about them. They don't care about them. Like they, they don't even remotely care about them. One game suspension they care about is nothing. They're going to continue to do this, and someone who knows what's it going to take for them to maybe even like remotely enforce it? Because what's it going to take? Someone dying on the field? 
Because the way the I mean, we almost had that. The, look, look at Ryan Shazier. I mean, he didn't almost die, but he might be paralyzed from the waist down. We don't yeah, know. So uh, that's why I think they need to do something about it. Well, here's what's going to happen. Yeah. They're not going to do something about it until people actually like start really like caring about it. If someone dies on the field or whatever, I guarantee you, if that happens, then these three to five game suspensions will definitely be something that is really taken into heavy consideration, if not strictly enforced around the National Football League. I don't think anyone's dying from a concussion, though. I think I think people would die from, Dude, from these hits when they run across the field and get popped. They easily could. Yeah, their heads are down. Like it's it's gonna be a neck injury if anything that people die from, um, or or coming in. The, it, it, they don't do the concussion protocol thing, which is another problem in the NFL. Who was it a few weeks back? He went into the into the tent on on his side of the field, um, out of bounds. I think it was Russell Wilson went in. No, it was Mike walked, Wallace. I think. Went in and walked right out. Like you, like uh, like seriously, like the doctors are still doing shady shit. Like that's not changing. So if anything, you want to hold these people accountable. There's obviously something that needs to change. There's carelessness in the NFL because their priorities aren't player safety, and, and we know that. We know that from the the past thirty years of them sweeping the concussion CTE thing under the rug. So uh, that's just the. So I think it starts there. The hits are going to happen. I don't think that's the biggest problem in relation to, to to head injuries in the NFL. I think it's how they treat it and how the doctors treat it especially. So that's not going to change anytime soon. Maybe if we hold the doctors accountable more so. they I mean, they give away painkillers like they're Mentos. That's, that's probably the real issue here. So uh, I don't know. There's obviously a problem. Don't hold your breath for the NFL to do anything. Though. That's my whole thing. Yeah. Um, here, you want to move on? Let's do it. Let's go into um, Steph. It's like the Warriors, they're, they're facing something this week that's um, it, it's really like something they haven't faced before, and obviously they'll, they'll probably still be a great team. But this is interesting because we remember like Steph in his first few years in the league. He's out for three weeks. He suffered a sprained ankle against the Pelicans. I was watching that game, and yeah, he's, he's going to be out for like two, probably three weeks. Um, his first year in the league, he was really shadowed by Monte Ellis. Um, and then after that, like playing with him, really kind of playing off the ball or whatever. And then in 2011-12, that was a year where he just – his ankles were like broken. People didn't even really know if he was going to be able to actually fully be effective. And that's when he got like that four-year um, – that's when he got the four-year deal, like four-year, $44 million. Now, every year after that, he's played at least 79 games. So now he's going to be out. He's going to miss at least seven games with this injury, maybe more. I'm interested to see how the team relies on this because they've relied on what he brings to the table and the minutes that he puts in per game and how productive he is, those two MVP seasons, everything. He is. I, I thought he missed more time than that. So now it's, it's just more of a case of where are they going to go from here? They're going to start Sean Livingston probably. But Steph's at like 29 points per game, 28 points per game. I don't know, like – who their backup point guard options are going to be, how they're going to face through this. Like, hey, I, it's the Warriors. Like, the worst case that comes out of this is they go three and three, and then he just comes back. But it, it's definitely something new that we haven't seen from them before. Yeah, uh, I don't care about this at all. I'll be honest. This isn't. This doesn't change anything. Doesn't change anything. I don't know how you can even argue that it changes anything. The Warriors. Okay, they're without Steph Curry. Let's see what what else they got. This is the, they might they might really struggle. Okay, who are, who are their other options? Uh, Kevin Durant. Okay, that's not bad. Uh, Clay Thompson. Okay, that's that's not that's not bad as well. Okay, uh, and Draymond Green. 
It's just crazy. How do they how do they manage without Steph Curry when they have those three guys? Like they they're liabilities of anything. Who cares? Who cares? The the one thing you have to worry about is him coming back healthy, which he'll have ample time to do because they don't really need him. Ready for the playoffs and nothing matters. It's the regular season in the NBA. I don't, I don't even I don't, I I just don't think this changes anything at all. I think that even talking about it being a factor for for this team, you know, being a negative factor, obviously it's not positive. They still had three top ten players but, in the NBA. It's not, it's not like last year when when KD went down for two months, like what they were going to do because we've seen this team without Kevin Durant for for a couple of years. This, this time it's who's more valuable to that, who's Steph more valuable than that team, Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. Well, yeah, Steph, but this is something that they have to deal with that they haven't yet before. So this will maybe even show a lot from from Steve Kerr too. But it's it's just going to be interesting because they really lack depth at, at the point guard position. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be interesting at all. Have Kevin Durant bring the ball up. Have Klay Thompson bring the ball up. I don't think it matters. It doesn't matter at all. They have plenty. You don't need depth at the point guard position in the NBA. You just don't. Like you, you can have anyone bring. Not really. Not really. Yeah, I mean, dude, Steph's a good defending defender of point guards. Guards have gotten better. Yeah, I mean, I think Clay and guards have gotten better, but I, I, I think that versatility as a defender is better than on ball being an on ball defender. Uh, I, I think if you have a guy who can cover more positions, I'd rather have that guy defensively than this guard who locks down the, you know, the, their, their two guard or, or, their, or their point guard. Um, I don't think this is a big issue at all. I don't think it's a big issue at all. I think Steph Curry being out really affect much. Um, I think if anything, it's a benefit that he gets to rest a little bit. For you know, I mean, as long it's as it's not a benefit that he sprained his ankle. As long as it's not a lingering issue, who cares? It's the regular season. It's the regular season. I don't care if Houston's decent this year. It's still going to be the Warriors in, in representing the Western Conference. We still have to see what the Cavs look like once IT comes back, but I expect them to look pretty good. And it'll probably be the Cavs representing the Eastern Conference. The crux of it. So, um, yeah, I, I don't care about this injury at all. Again, this matters that we even talk about this beyond next month um, is if it's a lingering injury. I don't think it is. You rattle off the numbers. He got hurt his first few seasons in the NBA. Since then, he's been playing 79 games at least per season. He's He'll be fine. He'll be absolutely fine. And the Warriors will be absolutely fine. And if they lose any games and if they struggle here, I think that one proves that Steve Kerr is not as good of a, of a coach than we give him credit for. He just has a really good roster. Maybe they don't have the mentally toughest team, which I didn't really think they did in the first place. They just have the most talented team. So I guess if something goes wrong, it'll be fun to watch. It'll be interesting. They're still, even without Steph Curry, that's the most talented team in the NBA. Do you agree with that? Yeah, it's just going to be, I think it's going to be interesting to see how they, how they deal with it with the lack of, uh, of point guard depth. But it's also, I mean, they're, they're going to be running with a lower, a lesser rotation. So I, I don't know. Can't, but Kevin Durant can bring the ball up. Like you don't, you don't need, you don't need a standout point guard. Um, if you have, if you have a bunch of guys who can handle the ball, you have Clay Thompson and you have Kevin Durant. Well, they have all. They have Livingston's going to start. And Livingston will, yeah, Livingston will be the one. And he's a decent. He's one. Of, he's a good backup point guard. So, yeah, it's not going to be a problem. It's not going to be a problem at all. Ben Simmons brings the ball up for the for for the Sixers most of the time, doesn't he? He's a three. Yeah. 
but they're they're gonna they're gonna make sure that he's like he's gonna actually be their point guard. He's a he's a different different animal in that okay. regard. And LeBron James does the same thing. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah, they'll, they'll probably be fine, but it's definitely. And Kevin Durant will probably bring the ball up for them now, or or Clay Thompson, or one of those two. They can figure out an offense around that. The, the, where you don't know, you don't need to have like it, it, we're going to that positionless basketball thing. So yeah, uh, all right, let's move on. Big Mouth, we're talking Netflix now. We we got the first two segments out of the way. It's kind of a it's kind of a slow point for sports right now. We're in the we're kind of in the in the dog days of the NFL season. A lot of things are counting down, but we know what's what's going to happen. Really, kind of the playoff picture figured out. Um, so big mouth. I've been suggesting the show to you for probably three months now. You finally no. got a maybe one. Okay, maybe I'll go back. You're saying that since early November, I've been. Yeah, I've, um, yeah, I've been suggesting the show to you since, since October or or September, late September, maybe even. Um, anyway, funniest show I've seen in a very long time. And what, what do you think about it? Just I think it's know. funny. I've only watched the first four episodes. It's definitely really different, extremely vulgar for a uh, animated series. That's for sure. But I well, you don't I, watch I think, South I think Park, it's hilarious. I've seen South Park. I've seen I've seen a lot of South Park. I was expecting you to really love this show because you're I know you're saying your this show isn't as 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 um what's it called vulgar as South Park. No, it, it definitely is. Um, it, it absolutely is. I'm just saying I I I don't think I don't see you as a big fan of South Park. I don't see you as a big fan of this show either. I like and it. I think, I think it's really funny. I li- I like the hormone monster, and I think he's the by far the best character. He just needs to be in it more. Lust. All right. Yeah. He's he's hilarious. He's he's the best. He's one of my favorite characters of all time in anything. Um, I might get a tattoo of him. Okay. <laughs> he's hilarious. Um, the gym teacher is yeah, the gym teacher is hilar- funny. Is hilarious. The whole cast is hilarious. I was expecting you to rave about this show and be as obsessed with it as I was. I was disappointed. I, I came to a conclusion, though, John. Oh, God. I came to the conclusion that you do not have good taste. Okay, I think, great. I don't think you have, you have no good gra- taste. You have no grounds for that whatsoever. I absolutely do. I've watched you, you don't, episodes. I haven't even finished the season yet. Yeah, but you're not into it. I can tell you, you also, not that into it's it. It's also unfair for you to make these obscenely high expectations of, of it. So what am I supposed to do? It's like Andrew Wiggins coming into the league. Everyone had these uh, obscene high expectations of him that even if he ends up being the greatest player of all time, he still will never hit. Yeah, I'm. I'm saying this is the, this is one of the funniest shows I've seen in my life. I'm not. I still got to watch the end of it. I still got to watch the last six episodes. It's hysterical. It is. It is hilarious. One of the funniest shows I've seen in a very long time. I can't get into Archer. I'm not an Archer guy. BoJack Horseman. I think it sucks. I'm not a fan of that show either. Um, it's like a cross between Family Guy and Freaks and Geeks, but it's way better than Family Guy. King of Age show, I thought you would love it because there's nothing like it. Uh, but there's a lot of things that I recommend to you, and you don't really get into it. That's name why two, I think name two others. Um, you're putting me on the spot here. Have you seen Freaks and Geeks? You yes, I've seen all Freaks and Geeks. Okay, and you thought it was okay. No, I thought um, it was funny. There's there's other things that I've recommended to you. I, you're uh-huh. putting me on the spot. 
Absolutely are. You can't act like there aren't. Like I've recommended you to you at least like five to ten things that you have not watched. And the only thing that you can name that I have not watched that you've recommended to me is No Country for Old Men. That's the only thing. That's the one thing. There's a bunch of stuff that I've recommended uh, to, to you. Finish the Sopranos, Dexter. I've I've started every one of those shows. I've I've seen and? them all. I've seen them all. Give them a chance. Uh, Dexter, Dexter's good, but it gets bad. Like you can't act like it stays good. It's like it's like Friday Night Lights. Like yeah, the series first three seasons, it's a pretty good show. And you know, it it starts getting a little a little too teen drama y for me. For you, you you just you're not you're not into like you don't watch South Park really at all. No, you don't. Uh, no, you don't watch a lot of stuff. And for someone who's into comedy or quote unquote into comedy, you're not big. You're not big into comedy, huh? <laughs> I I mean I've seen a lot of comedy things just because I haven't finished Big Mouth yet. Is that is that what like, like stand up stand up specials? Like you don't watch stand up very often. I've, I've seen a ton of stand up specials. I don't think you've seen that many. I don't watch them religiously. Yeah, you should be into it. You should be more into it. You you okay. you, you claim to be this funny guy, this big funny freak freak funny man, and you don't watch it. Yeah, that, that is the exact title actually. Yes. <laughs> That's what it Yeah, on your desk you have a little plaque. It says John Sockleff freakish funny freak man that's what it says no but honestly you need to get more into this stuff i, I was expecting you to really be into big mouth you weren't i think it's i think it was the blame is the blame is almost half on your end though for making the uh, expectations unrealistic they were not unrealistic the show's hilarious it's funny I stand by really funny i think it's funny what just because i didn't say it's my favorite show of all time is it the funniest show you've seen in the past three years um, I don't know. Like, there's so many like different type of comic. Like, what do you mean? Like, of new shows? Yeah, it's up there. I don't know. I I, I haven't really ranked. What's your favorite show? What's your favorite comedy show? I just want to gauge. I want I want to know what this is. I mean, I love uh, I love you know Eastbound and Down. I love The Office, uh, Seinfeld, Curb, all those shows. I mean, that's, like the, that's a general like consensus. <laughs> that those are hilarious. Um. David Craw, Arrested Development's great. Uh, I don't know if you ever seen the increasingly poor decisions of uh, Todd Margaret on. Well, I was on IFC with David Cross. That was hilarious. Uh, Veep is a great show. I've watched. I've, I've watched a lot of stuff. I just it's it, Big Mouth is hard to compare to other shows. Yeah, it makes it, it makes it good. It's original. You need originality. Have you ever seen a character like Hormone Monster in anything ever? No, I haven't. It's hilarious. <laughs> Laying it, pig. <laughs> <laughs> it's literal bloodlust. It's, it's amazing. That's uh, that one's a little vulgar. Um, hilarious show. Hilarious show. There's some points where they might cross the line a little bit <laughs> with a specific NPR host, but it is hysterical. Uh, and finish it out because I think it gets better too. And they have a second season coming. The only thing is. A- I know the second season is going to be ma- major disappointment because there's no way they taught the first season as it is with any show. All right. So that's going to be it for, for my rant on Big Mouth. Any final thoughts, John, before we depart? Uh, yeah, I'm looking for, for a new show to watch too uh, since I finished The Sopranos. And I gotta... Have you watched Narcos? I've no, recommended I that for you too. Boom. I don't think you have. I absolutely have. Uh, Narcos is great. I haven't seen season three yet though. Season the guy who plays Pablo Escobar is kills it. Although I've heard from people who who can actually speak Spanish 
that the guy sucks because he doesn't speak very good Spanish. He's Portuguese, so or he's Brazilian, so he speaks Portuguese. But like, if you don't know Spanish, he's awesome. He's awesome. He he kills that as Pablo Escobar. So watch that show. Permanent action. Obviously, it's about Pablo Escobar. Great show. That it's that, not a comedy. that one you'll. It's not a comedy. You'll get into that one though. You'll get into that one. I, I guarantee that. All right. Um. And finish Big Mouth. If you're looking for a new show, finish Big Mouth. And Game of Thrones, obviously. I'm in season two of that. I need to get around to, to finishing that up. Um, want to give us any any shout outs, any ideas for shows at John Lebo Show on Twitter or at Alex underscore Lubowitz. What are you at? J underscore Sokolov. Yep. All right, sweet. So that's going to do it for this episode of the John Lebo Show. We'll be back same time, same place next week. See ya.